Greetings and welcome to today's episode, episode 70 of Third Heaven Authority Podcast, and I'm Mike Thompson. I'd like to begin today by asking a couple of very important questions. Here's the first one. Have you ever encountered someone in a position of authority who didn't know how to be an authority and how frustrating that can be? Talking about a family member, perhaps, that's just supposed to be in charge of game night. What about a store manager? Doesn't even really know what they're doing, how to make a decision, how to help you out. A hairstylist? A politician who seems to be incompetent? A minister? A new minister? Doesn't really know what he's doing? Him haws around? Fumbles things? Can't make a decision? What about a coach of your child's baseball team? You get it. People who are in positions of authority and don't know how to take authority, walk in authority, make authority choices. Um, Here's a second question. How did that affect you? Uh, And that effect is, number one, how'd you feel about it? Uh, You probably didn't feel too good about it. It was frustrating maybe irritating, but it also, in the natural realm, left you in a lurch because you're looking for answers. This is the person in authority, and they're not taking their authority. How does that affect you then with the decisions you need to make and how you're going to accommodate uh, those choices and those things that are in front of you? And the frustration just sets in. Well, How do you think the devil feels when he's confronted with a believer who doesn't know how to use their authority? Ah, I can tell you that the devil and his demonic hordes, oh, they see that incompetence and they are joyful. It's like it's open season, man. What can we do in this person's life? They're not making any decisions. They're not getting anything done for themselves or for Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't really know the word. They don't understand their authority. Let's just slip right in here and just kind of paralyze them and make choices for them and put pressure on them and, and just kind of herd them wherever we want them to go in life so that they don't really receive the blessings of the covenant uh, that God has given unto them. But then there's also the positive side. What about the people who depend upon our sense of authority? They're underneath us. It could be family members, it could be people in a job setting, etc. If we're not standing and walking in authority, how does it affect them? These are the things that we need to think about because we have been given authority in the Lord Jesus Christ. In order to walk in that kind of godly, spiritual, and natural authority. Yes, I said natural, because a lot of people think that because I teach on third heaven authority, and yes, here is a plug. If you have not purchased my book that was released in April, Third Heaven Authority by Mike Thompson, I would encourage you to immediately, when this podcast is over, go to amazon.com and purchase the book because it will absolutely change your prayer life. life. It will change 
everything that you know about authority and how to walk in that authority. Man, it'll lift you up, equip you, and you'll become a force to be dealt with on the face of the earth. But again, what about those that are dependent upon you? Are you really satisfying their needs? Are they trusting you in ways where they know that you're going to come through for them? How does it affect them? These are the kind of questions and things that we need to contemplate because they're all very, very important. I would say there's two things that we need to look at right now, and that is how to think authority and how to be authority. Now, even in my book, I had one chapter that talked a lot about being the authority. Authority is not just something that is sitting over in the corner or on the shelf and that if we feel like at any given time, we're supposed to pick it up and use it. It's part of us. It's part of the intrinsic nature uh, that has been given to us. It's part of our DNA in the Lord Jesus Christ, as it were. We have been born of him and we've been given a position of authority, dominion, with responsibilities on the face of the earth. And so therefore, we need to be authority, realize that we have been raised up and seated with him in heavenly places. And in heavenly places, that spiritual authority is absolutely important because we know that there's a lot of spiritual warfare that's going on around there. It's just like Jesus. Jesus himself had to confront the devil, had to rebuke demons, had to take authority over sickness and disease, but then he also released the kingdom of God, and he preached the word, and he set people free, and he healed, and he delivered. And we know that Jesus himself, in the 16th chapter of Matthew, told his disciples that, behold, I've given unto the church, the ecclesia, the keys of the kingdom. And keys do what? They lock and unlock. They allow and disallow. And so therefore, he said, whatever you bind on earth, which is the locking away and disallowing, shall have been done in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, unlock or allow, shall have been done in heaven. So we are the enforcers and administrators on the earth as the body of Christ, what it is that Jesus has purchased for us in heaven. He said in the 28th chapter of Matthew, uh, all authority has been given unto me, both in heaven and on earth. Therefore, you go. So we go in that authority. He wants us to be the authority. And if we're going to be the authority, then we have to think authority. In other words, I'm talking about a mindset. A mindset. It's the way we approach everything. But you know that mindset really is how that you view yourself in relation to the world that is around you, naturally and spiritually. Now, I, I'm talking about the spiritual at this point, but I'm going to be switching in a few minutes and bringing in the natural that's why I ask those opening questions, because there's a lot of people that are around you that depend upon you walking in authority because it affects them. And also, the angels and the demons that are around you in the spiritual realm, 
what they're allowed to do, disallowed to do, the effect you have by walking in authority coming upon them. So it's in both the natural and the spiritual realms. Now, the reason I'm emphasizing that is because most of the time, I think, with the people that I've ever worked with, known, talked to, is that they think of it purely in the spiritual sense. But you see, spiritual authority, when we learn to operate in it, has an effect on natural authority and how we approach natural authority in our lives. Again, very important. So, your to think authority and be authority, you have to have an authority mindset. And your mindset is how you view yourself in relation to the world around you. How do you look at yourself? And there are so many factors that are involved in that. That's why we have to get into the Word of God and allow the Holy Spirit and the revelation of the Word of God to develop that mindset. Because each and every one of us have experiences unique to our own life situations of how we were raised, you know, the family we were raised in, the school we went to, the friends we had, all of the social pressures and influences that came into us. And some of them were very positive. Some of them were very negative. And they all shape how we view ourselves in relation to the world that is around us spiritually and physically. And the shaping of that mindset very often is a huge determining factor on how much authority we think that we have, or even if we have authority, how we are going to approach it. Remember, we don't want to be like that opening question, the person who's in the uh, you know, the manager of the store or the new minister or a hairstylist, uh, somebody that we have to deal with and they don't know how to walk in authority. And they mamby-pamby and and uh, they can't make choices and don't know what to do. And then we're just standing there. We don't want to be that person causing those that are in relationship with us then to miss out on what we can responsibly minister into their lives. So this mindset is your personal sense of how much influence you think that you have in life, not how much you have in life. I said how much you think you have in life. And that belief system of how you approach your areas of responsibility and authority makes all the difference in the world. Can I be honest with you? There are times that I miss the mark. There are times that I even feel like I'd like to just lay back, forget about walking in authority, and just kind of go with the flow because it seems easier. That's the deception. It takes as much time, energy, purpose, to do nothing and to be passive about anything that confronts us as it does to walk in authority and choose to do the right thing. Either way, there are going to be consequences. So I have to get a hold of myself sometimes. And the Holy Spirit also gets a hold of me. And sometimes it's even my wife, sweet CK, (laughs) that gets a hold of me. 
And it's like, okay, now you can't let this one slough away because people are dependent upon you. What is the authoritative thing to do? Let's pick up that authority. Let's be authority. Let's think authority. Let's know that we can do it. And so I do. I say, okay, I'm an authority in everything in my life. And so I learned that there are, what I'm going to present to you, six basic dynamics or results of picking up that authority, making the choice to do so, because it is a choice. The first one is that when you walk in authority, it produces engagement. You have to rise to the challenge. You have to engage life, engage the circumstances that are going on around you. And when you make that engagement, you're not then just forgetting about it and letting it slide. It's, okay, I have authority here. I need to do that. Now, engaging in life has such wonderful, wonderful benefits. And I'll talk about some of those in a minute. But uh, when you engage in life, then you're active. You're participating. You're not just letting the circumstances run over you. And when you do that, you feel better about yourself. You're accomplishing so much more. And you realize that you truly do have power and authority in life. You're not powerless. Powerlessness is victimization. Circumstances try to victimize you, tell you that you're not up to the challenge, you don't have the authority, you're going to make mistakes, it won't work out the way that you want it to, and it'll try to remove your personal sense of power. And, and you can't allow that to happen. As long as we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we're always empowered. And if he's leading and guiding us, we have choices. So choices then become a guiding light, as it were, looking at everything around us as a choice. When choice is removed, then that's when we feel victimized. But when we have choice, then we feel in control and in the driver's seat. Same circumstances, it's just how you approach it. We don't always have control of everything that happens around us externally, but we always have control of how we view it and how we respond to it internally, then producing our actions of authority going forward. Isn't that good? So point number one is that when we have a mindset of authority, it's on the top of our mind, we make the good choices, it produces engagement in life. Number two, it gives empowerment. Now, I kind of already went through some of that, but you can't be empowered without actively walking forward into it. Otherwise, it's just dormant. The power isn't being released. And the Holy Spirit wants to empower us to engage and to face every situation. Number three, it produces a sense of responsibility. Responsibility meaning, number one, that we realize 
that we do have responsibility to God and to those that we're in relationship with, whether it be in our family, the work environment, in church, etc. We have a responsibility to them. And then number two, it is how they feel about us, whether we are actively participating and being responsible so that they're receiving the benefit of it. We're not leaving them in a lurch. Number four, it provides a sense of self-control. Self-control. That, okay, I do have the ability. There's, There's always a choice. There's always something I can do that can't be taken away from me. Even if the circumstance is right there saying you can't, on the inside, that circumstance cannot make the choice for me. I still have self-control. I am going to be true to myself. I'm going to be true to God. I am going to do the things that nobody can take away from me. I can pray. I can walk in faith. I can love. I can do what Jesus tells me to do and the Holy Spirit leads me to do. I can put this all forward regardless of how the other people involved respond to it. You see, I'm not looking for exactly what their response is going to be to determine whether I was successful. No, even if those people block my goals, even if the circumstances don't seem to change, at least I was true to myself and that is my goal. My goal, again, is not to make everything happen the way I want it to. I wish I could. Let me tell you what, I pray. I do everything I can to be spirit-led and to accomplish that. But that's not my goal because every time I put my goal in something that I don't have complete control over, it can be blocked, stopped. It can become confused. And so I'm back here just kind of whirling under the emotions of that. It's not happening the way I demand it to be happened. Well, I tell you what, I don't care about that right now. Not at this point in the game. That's an end result. That's a byproduct. That's what I'm looking toward. But my goal, not my desire for the situation to change, but my goal now is that I'm going to pray. I'm going to bind. I'm going to lose. I'm going to love. I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to take authority. I'm going to do these things. And no one can stop me from it. So I'm going to be 100% successful in that goal regardless. Now, my desires for how the circumstances change. And those circumstances could be somebody getting saved. It could be a healing in my body or someone else's body. Uh, finances, uh, maybe leadership position when you're dealing with others, all those things. We have desires and, and we want to see this affect those, but they can only be affected by us taking our responsibility to do what we can do without others blocking it. Praise God. 
That's authority. That's self-control. Number five is what I call personal power. And personal power is very similar to self-control, only it is where I realize that within any situation, there's a certain amount of power, and I'm going to keep mine and not allow the people and the circumstances to siphon off and rob that power from me. They can't keep me from walking in authority. They can't keep me from doing what I know to do and can be successful in. They can't stop that because that's my choice. And that choice comes from the inside, the presence of the Holy Spirit in me and flowing forward. Praise God. And then number six is faith. See, I can have faith in that. My faith is in God. My faith is in the word of God and the revelation that comes to me. I can have faith in that because I got my goals set up right. I'm walking in authority and with faith and patience. We're going to inherit the land. We're going to see the changes. We're going to go with what the Holy Spirit is doing, and it's going to have a great effect. And what's interesting is that in Galatians 5, these things are listed, what I'm talking to you about right now, engagement, empowerment, responsibility, self-control, personal power, faith, all of that, as the fruit of the Spirit. Now, it lists the fruit of the Spirit as love joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When we look at the fruit of the Spirit, they are the characters of Christ, the characters that he has and that he wishes to operate in the body of Christ. And if we're not too, if we're not careful, I should say, we'll develop this attitude whereby, well, it's all about being good. It's about righteousness versus sin. And that's an element. But underneath it all, the fruit of the Spirit is how to walk in authority. It's how to engage, how to be empowered, how to be responsible, how to walk in self-control, how to retain personal power, how to move in faith. Praise God. Jesus wants us to have that authority. When we have that kind of authority then and walk in it, an authority mindset, then it does a number of things. It opens closed doors. Doors that you think you can't get through in your own natural abilities, it opens them. Number two, it draws others to you. It becomes like a magnet. People want to be around somebody who will walk in authority, spiritually and naturally. Naturally, okay, again, this is kind of a sideline here. I'm not talking about ordering other people around, bossing people, controlling people. I'm saying you stand up tall. You assume the responsibility for your life. You engage in life and you move forward in the authority that you have so that you blow demons out of the water, release heaven into the situation, and the people that are associated with you in those relationships 
feel that you're giving them the money's worth, that this is a responsible person. I like being around you, man, and it just draws people to you. Another one is that when you walk in authority, it refuses to let the circumstances make the choice for you. Again, we get back to choices because the circumstances come in and they'll try to make the choice for you. And you got to be aware of their lies because they're not operating according to the leadership of the spirit of the word of God. It's just a circumstance. It's just a condition or it's just what people are doing that are around you. No, we don't just follow the choices they put upon us. We walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. And then finally, it releases spiritual assets, heavenly assets, godly assets into the scene so that it's flowing with you in all of the decisions that you are making. So my final word of encouragement to you today is develop a mindset and awareness, a perspective of the authority that you have. Think authority be authority, walk in authority. When you do that, man, I tell you what, it just, life begins to happen. Enjoyment and the joy and the fulfillment and the impact that you have in life and how you feel about yourself, which is very good, and then how others feel about you, which is very good. That's something that you want to have. It's part of a third heaven authority on this earth. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for every single one of the listeners that, Lord, first of all, the Holy Spirit would just reveal to them what I'm talking about and how it applies to their own personal life. Holy Spirit, you're the only one that can go on the inside now and show them what it is that's been keeping them from walking in the authority that you've given to them. What is it, Lord? Where's the deception? Where's the control, the hurt, the pain, or uh, false doctrine, or, or religionism, or whatever it is that's come in? I ask that you would show that to them and deliver them, set them free, and now encourage them. Holy Spirit, by the revelation, I release that anointing to flow through them in Jesus' name. And Father God, also, I pray, Lord God, for their physical health and their strength. I pray for their finances, for their ministry, their anointings. All of these things are dependent, Lord, upon the amount, the degree of authority that they walk in. In Jesus' name, I bless you. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so, and walk in third heaven authority.